I'm Amber. And I'm Maddie. And I'm obsessed. And I'm also obsessed. <laughs> We're We're obsessed. obsessed. Woo! So today we are talking about musicals. musicals. The musicalis. Musicalis. Musicalistis. What? I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Le Broadway. Le Broadway. <laughs> yes. The musicals. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, let's just start out. Do you have a favorite musical? Yes. Great. <laughs> everybody should have a favorite it's it's true it's true everybody <laughs> should have a favorite it's it's sometimes hard because when you ask like favorite really with anything it's like favorite for what purpose yeah when people say like what's your favorite color and i'm like to wear or to look at to wear it's always black but to wear it's always black and it's to look at it's like pink yeah it's like it's like a nice pale pastel pink or blue for me see? Yep. maybe mm-hmm. a seafoam green give me that i don't know oh, yeah i just really like i like i like pastel colors that's I my jam that. right now yeah I feel ya. but to wear black black always. always there's no question yeah yeah so like if you ask me what's my favorite musical i'm like for what purpose? Yeah. Am I just listening to the soundtrack? Am I watching it on a stage? Am I watching a recorded version of it? Am what I am I doing? Showing it to someone because I want them to get something from it. Like, Am I am using I... it for an audition? Who knows? Oh, but see, there's so many questions. Yeah. That being said, most of them, my answer is a chorus line. Lovely. Most uh, of those, my answer is Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> oh, okay. So I used to live in, in New York, right? And mm-hmm. I lived in the city and um, my friend and I met these two girls. We were like in school at the time and um, like in college and they had never seen Little Shop of Horrors. <sighs> I know. And we were like, this is an atrocity that has to be remedied immediately. So me and one of the girls took the train to Union Square to go to the, uh, God, what was it there? I feel like it was, I I don't want to say Tower Records. (laughs) That's probably not it. Um, But we went to Union Square to buy uh, the Little Shop of Horrors DVD. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Rick Moranis, <laughs> classic. classic. Steve Martin, Bill Murray, yeah. oh, the Queen she, Ellen Green. Oh man, oh. is she? Her voice is so perfect for that show. <sighs> yeah, she still, she, she still does. <laughs> like I swear, she's still Audrey, and she's like, she's got to be up there in age right now. I believe it, but she still does it. So I think for you, I'm going to guess that that's one of your favorite because of the puppet aspect. Yeah, I like, well, it was directed by Frank Oz, who who originated Miss Piggy and everything like that. Yeah, and Fozzie. And he's he's a great director, especially great director of puppets. Um, So yeah, like the... For me, yeah, the puppetry of Audrey too, like all of it, the entire show, like from the from the sprout puppet to like the big monster puppet, like Mm -hmm. they're beautiful and 
And me and my husband, every time we watch that movie, like every time we watch it, we're like, if they were to do a remake of it, they would not do it the same way. And it would look so much shittier because it would just be all CGI and it wouldn't be practical. And the fact that like that movie, um, it was all practical and they just, they played all the music at half speed. So it was really slow. So they could actually get so much movement out of it. Yeah. Yeah, And so, and then they just sped it up to normal time and you can, you can see it in, um, there's like one part during, um, I think feed me where Rick Moranis is, is also there acting in half speed oh, and you can, oh. you can kind of tell cause like he moves like kind of weird, <laughs> I love him. but it's fine. it works like for some reason. It's so it's, it's kind of how I feel about people coming up with new things to do now during the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. they had to, they didn't, you know, they weren't going to use CGI or, you know, computer or anything at the time. That's not what, you know, that didn't really exist then yeah. to be honest. So they said, well, we want to do this. How are we going to do it the best we can? Let's act everything half speed. speed. And nowadays, that's the most absurd thing to think of. Yeah. And it's crazy because the the big puppet had like, God, I think it's like seven or eight people on it. Like there's a lot of puppeteers all working together just to make that big mouth move and the lips and all like the tentacle, like the arm things and like everything vines. (laughs) That's what they're called. Vines. But yeah. And all that. And, uh, fun fact, uh, what was it like four years ago or something? Five years ago. I actually got to do Audrey too. It was me and my husband. We were the two puppeteers. Um, he was, he was the, like, he was the main one. So he did it like four days out of the week and I did it on Sundays. Um, so he could have a break. Um, but like (laughs) that was literally like my dream role in any musical. And I got to do it like with a really good, it was community theater, but like the cast was so good. Like the voices were all amazing. Like I've, I've, I'm friends with a lot of them still on Instagram and I'm watching them all just blossom into these like performers. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. But yeah, it was like, it was really well done. It was like one of the most fun times I think I've ever had, like doing a performance like on stage. Cause you know, and it was hard. It was Hard. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's not. I mean, like, once once Audrey Two is grown up. For anyone who doesn't know the story, it's a a, a giant ass plant uh, that may or may not uh, eat people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with may. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers for this very very old show. Um, so Audrey Two grows like fully pretty quickly. Yeah, and is a main character. I think there's four in the, in the stage production. I think there's four iterations. So there's like the baby plant, yeah, which, is, which is so cute. <laughs> and then there's the, the second one, which actually isn't puppeteered by the puppeteer. It's puppeteered by, um, Seymour by Seymour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then three mm-hmm. is the one where it's like, it's about human size. So like you're sitting like literally, you're sitting in the pot as the puppeteer, you're sitting in the pot and then like you're controlling the mouth with like all of your upper body strength. And then your feet, the one that I used are my, my legs and my feet were in the like leaves so I could use them and I can move them and like poke at Seymour and stuff like that. And that's for feed me. Yeah. And that's for feed me. And then um, during act two is when giant Audrey comes out and she like the one that we used, she was literally built on like a, steel frame she's hung up by bungees and like 
like to move the mouth was like a full body workout. Like I was like in a lunge, like pushing, (laughs) like with all my strength. I was so sore. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. And like, and that's the plant that like spoilers eats the people. So the people would actually like jump into the plant with me. It was really fun. Like, but moving those things, like, oh, that was so hard. And our stage, I'll have to show you. I have it on DVD. Like I have the, I have the uh, production on DVD. Up, yes, and please. it's me in it. Like Art was so Thanks mad because he, we filmed on a Sunday and that was my day. So he I'm didn't sorry. get to perform. I was like, oh, sorry. And I got to be in the promotional pictures. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so um, funny. But, um, but our stage rotated. So like we had, um, it was like a, a turntable uh, that was the stage. And so it was really cool because like I had, but it was hard because I had to like bring this thing onto the stage, like onto the turntable, which was raised because oh, it's community theater. <laughs> it's not built into the stage. And nope. so I had to do it like as quietly as possible, but it's Aww. a huge, like, like hundred pounds. Steel did you frame not have thing. No, I did it by myself. Like, oh, oh, that's, sure, sure, sure. Okay, that's one thing to know about, like, especially puppeteers. It's like, nah, I can do it by myself. I can do it by myself. All right. <laughs> Very proud. I can do it by myself. <laughs> like when you have to ask for help, you're like, how embarrassing. I'm not a real puppeteer. I'm so sorry. I'm a fraud. I actually, I think I like, I like took a chunk out of like my wrist or my elbow, something when I was trying to move it. Cause it almost fell off of the stage Oh, <laughs> when I was trying to move it and I, to, and I had to catch it. And I think a screw like caught me. I think it was on my wrist caught me, but then I was fine. But yeah, it was really fun. There was one part like I'm now I'm just talking about my experience in the one musical I was in. Um, just, that's a, that's a lie. I was also in Dora the Explorer live on stage. Eh. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel really good about that. Thank you. Uh, also community theater. Um, but the one fun thing was after I did the first, the first um, Audrey puppet, like when, it, when like it's first shown and and Seymour sings the first song to him mm-hmm. about like he doesn't know what to feed him so sad um or her it plant um it they <laughs> um they them but right after that to do the scene transition we would spin the stage and so i had to get out like I had to literally run off of a spinning stage with this plant oh. while other people are running at me in the dark. Sure, sure. Oh, <laughs> was, I love theater. Oh, it was fun. I, was, uh, I like. I, rem- I remember that performance, and it was so great. Oh, and the cool thing is, we didn't perform to a track. It was a live guy singing nice. for Audrey too. Nice. Which, um, if you once again, if you haven't seen the movie or the stage show, it's usually a large like a large round open voice like deep like the deepest like soulful voice. Yeah. Like, like it's really bass it. beyond bass lower than mm-hmm. bass mm-hmm. bass yeah. plus which is great i love that yeah that's my that's my favorite musical and the fact that like i got to be in it was the no joke thing. a dream come true yeah I it's like that. that was like the one role i wanted to do ever so the uh little shop of horrors what's cool about it is um so it 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 started off Broadway in uh, in the early eighties. I think it was eighty eighty two, um, okay. and then it went to the West End. That's in and London. I've been there. That's in London. I've been there, <laughs> and it didn't come back to Broadway until two thousand three. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Isn't that after crazy? the movie? <laughs> Long after the movie. The movie was in 86, 86. while yeah. the show was, was uh, on the West End. That's crazy. Um, so, yes, totally crazy. And Ellen so, Green originated the show off-Broadway, right? Um, I'm not sure about that, I but I would believe did. that. I'm sure we can get that info very quickly. Using the interwebs. Um, off-Broadway. Ellen Green as Audrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought yes. she originated. Yes, and then and then was in the movie because... She's, she's perfect. perfect. That being said, okay, so in the two in two thousand three, when it was on Broadway, I uh, I went to see it a few times, and the production was was good. It was good, but uh, I went so many times because, well, one, I love the show itself, mm-hmm. and two, one of my fave uh, musical performers, Carrie Butler, was playing Audrey. Nice, and she she has. You should listen to the uh, the the new uh, cast album. I think I've heard some of it. She's got that kind of classic sounding, annoying-ish, uh, but from the same era voice. Like, so she originated on Broadway, um, Penny Pingleton in Hairspray. Oh, okay. So she's got the right voice for it. And I think she was great casting for a, you know, more updated version. Mm-hmm. That being said, they did for that the, the alternate ending. Okay. So do you know about the alternate ending? Um, I know the stage ending and the film ending. Exactly. So I know both. So they they can do in any production, anyone can choose which ending they're going to do. Either the plant wins or the plant does not win. Or the plant kind of doesn't win, but kind of does. Yes. But kind of doesn't. You don't know. It's left up to your imagination. There's a, it's questionable or the people for sure get eaten and become part of the plant. That one's such a, it's, that's the one we did. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so good though. So good though. Oh, it makes you cry. (laughs) I just, I love a good non-happy ending that still the, the music is still like, ah, it's all over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Little Shop, that's a good one. The the music's so catchy. It's so good. And the the urchins, like Ugh. all of their songs are great. Ugh. Any I was any listening to in the shower the other day. Like that's nice. such good just feel good shit. I feel like any show with like the trio of women that just sing, like mm-hmm. sing their faces off is yep. like so good. And I'll even I'll even put like um uh what's it called? Oh my god. <laughs> Why did Dream Girls? Dream I'll even girls, put Dream sure. Girls in that because that's a trio of women that sing their faces off. Like, come You're, on. Well, that's yeah. the point of of Dream Girls. Yeah, that they, I mean, they they're singing their faces off. They're not the muses. Like, they're exactly. Yeah, but like, I'll still put them in there. Like, I like any that. any of those where it's just a trio of women just singing like amazingly. So like in in Little Shop and Hairspray, for example, the trio of women are more uh, narrative function. Yeah. But Dream Girls, the story is actually about them. About them, yeah. So anything that has a trio of women for no reason or oh, so any good. reason, I'm I'm all about it. The, um, <laughs> the Fates in Hades Town. I want to uh, see Hades Town so bad. I know nothing about it, I, but I, I want to see it. Just I I I. It has been a very long time since I have been so emotionally affected and like hit by a musical. Wow. Um, You know, some musicals just are great and you love them and they're super fun. And some are like really get you. Mm -hmm. And Hades town just, 
I, yeah. Okay. So I went to see it last summer, about a year ago. Okay. And as I'm going like up to the theater, I run into a friend of mine from high school who I haven't seen in, you know, like a decade Mm -hmm. and her sister and mom, and they are also going to see it. And it was like, wow, how wacky timing. (laughs) The coincidence. Right? So we go in and we see it. And then we like meet up after. And like the first thing, um, this girl from high school, her name's Natalie. The first thing we say to each other is she says, I I think it was like best musical I've ever seen. And I was just like, I want to say best musical I've ever seen. But then I remember... um, uh, next to normal, which mm. killed me for a hundred years. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you a little bit about that later. Um, but it's it's a one hundred percent do not miss. It does not matter what you have to do to see this show. Go see Hades Town. There's a reason it was nominated and won every freaking Tony that year. Wow, well deserved. Plus, also, it's about like Greek, Greek stuff, mythology. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, once Broadway reopens, if ever, make a trip. Do not miss it. Literally, it's so special. It the music is so, so good. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Uh, I want to go see it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen many recent ones because, like, like the last trip I went to New York was like three years ago I think okay and so like usually when I go when I go out to New York maybe it was two years ago um when I go to New York we we try and see all like as many shows as we can afford oh, for sure, no doubt. like like we'll just put them on credit cards we're like yep. we don't care we're here <laughs> like yep. we need we we're need to, we need to see stuff and I remember last time I went I think we saw okay because we went we went like two years in a row, kind of. So I get like mixed up on what we actually saw when. Yeah, whatever. But we saw, I know we saw SpongeBob. Okay. We saw uh, Escaped Margaritaville because I'm a big Jimmy Buffett fan. I love him. Okay, as a Jimmy Buffett fan, that show's real good. It's super cheesy. But if you are a Jimmy Buffett fan, like you, there are so many small, subtle like references, like the tiniest of references and setups for gags that are in all the songs, like that you're just dying as a fan. Like it's hilarious. However, if you you don't know the music. As (laughs) the only uh, Jimmy Buffett fan under 70, (laughs) I am glad that you saw it. (laughs) I am not. Are you sure? Yes. Do you know why? Because I got front and center row concert concert seats to his Vegas show uh, last year. And I can guarantee you there were a lot of people my age and even slightly Mm -hmm. younger. There were more people my mom's age, but like... Yes, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) I love him because my dad loved him. So like... That's where I got exposed to his music was because of my dad. Just saying, Um, yes, of course. but, But like, yeah. That was a great concert because I got to be front row center, which was very strange. Um, but I also had such bad anxiety that whole concert because oh. I was front row and That's center. Okay. I was like, everyone can see me. Nobody, nobody, nobody <laughs> nobody look at me. Please stop looking at me. I was like next to like the wife of somebody in the band. I was like, oh, oh my shit, gosh. this is right. She like danced with me and I was like, I don't oh. want to dance. Hi. I know. I'm sorry. I just love this music. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that show I've, I've now wait. I only saw it the once. Uh, I was supposed to see it twice, but you know, 
this year happened. Yes. Um, (laughs) A lot of things this year. Yeah. 2020 (laughs) happened. So couldn't see it. Uh, But yeah, I really liked it. It was really cute. I think it's a really fun show. And they show music well. That's good. I'm trying to think of the other ones we saw. We saw Phantom because you can't go to Broadway and not see like the longest running Broadway show ever in the okay. world. Well, I'm, um, I'm glad you brought this up because I can because I I not a fan. <gasps> what? It's one of Art's favorite I, I, musicals, you know. And it's it's the set is beautiful, and I'm sure that other things about it are very interesting and and good. Yeah, but I I have not. Seen successfully sat through it's uh it in its entirety without falling asleep it's so boring nothing happens and the music is boring (laughs) oh i love the music this i think phantom is the first musical i was ever exposed to phantom and cats okay well i don't want to talk about cats (laughs) i watched the movie like two two weeks ago it's terrible Cats was the first Broadway I'd seen musicals off Broadway, but you know, was the first Broadway musical I ever saw. And I don't know how I ended up working in theater (laughs) with that as the first Broadway (laughs) musical that I saw because my best friend, when she went to audition for a production of Cats, I said, do not do that because I don't want to go see Cats. (laughs) When she got a call back, I said, do not go to that call back because I don't want to see Cats. Do you want to know what, Amber? Did she, she not cast in cats? <laughs> you had to go see cats. And I had to go see cats. It was miserable. She I'm still, still like use it as a like, well, you owe me this because I went to see you <laughs> in cats. Oh my god. No, I was talking about nothing happening. Yeah, right. Just like, cats dancing. The well, it's funny how I got exposed to both of those. Um for Phantom of the Opera, I got exposed because um my grandma would take me to go get my hair cut. Um it felt like a 30 minute drive, but now that I'm an adult and I know where this, like, I know where she was taking me, it was two cities over. Um, but it was, we like would, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like a 10 minute drive. Um, she would take me to go get my hair cut by this man. And one of like the two tapes she had in her car at the time was the Phantom soundtrack for some reason. And I don't think, I don't, Sure. I don't remember my grandma being a musical theater person. Maybe she's all. an opera person. Maybe. Um, she did love Pavarotti. Yeah, maybe. I would explain that, yeah. Um, and so we would always listen to it because I really like the song Masquerade. And so we, I would fast forward to Masquerade and I would listen to it on repeat because that's what obsessive sure, people do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would listen to it like four times on the way to get my hair done. And then I would fall asleep to the other songs in the car. So that was the first time I was exposed to one musical theater and two Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And then Cats, I actually had the poem book. Yeah, same. It's great. It's wonderful. It's excellent. And it functions perfectly as a book of poetry. (laughs) Yes. So I saw, I I, I read the poetry book and I read like a couple of the poems, like just regularly all the time as a child, like seven years older or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would read them because I liked them. And my, my evil step monster, um, evil ex step monster, sorry. <laughs> she, they got divorced a long time ago. Um, evil ex step monster. She had like eight cats. So like I would assign personalities to the cats from that book. From the book. Excellent. Yeah. And like literally they all lived there. It was great. Um, I was, I am allergic, so it was also a mess. Uh, but so Tell I love that cats are magical. <laughs> I know, I want one. Um, so I would like read that book, and then 
And then I think I was watching like PBS or something and they had a special and I watched it. I watched cats on TV and I was like, I know these stories. Like what I know like I'm very confused. Why are these people with ropes around their waist <laughs> dancing? <laughs> and like, I think that was the first time I saw it. And I just remember really loving, um, Mr. Mistopheles. Like, I just remember yes, really... The, the poem is great. Yeah. <laughs> when there's no music or person dressed in a cat dance. Uh, no, cat I liked, dancing I liked the, the dance number too. And then, <sighs> but then I watched Cats as an adult and I was like, this is not hold up well. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. I love the costumes. Okay, I will give it that. Like, the costumes are beautiful. The The makeup is beautiful. I From don't, my understanding, it's like every dancer's dream because yeah, it's, because it's such, such a dancer dance show. show. Yeah. It's a super dancer show. But that doesn't make it like a good show. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does really not doesn't. at all. No. Yeah. I saw there's like a Tumblr post that's like Cats the musical, but it's a theater and they just play like the, you know, like Spotify Broadway musical channel and like there's cats that you can play with. <gasps> that's I was great. Like, well, that's a thousand times better than that's the musical what, cats. That's what cats should have been. Exactly. Just playing musical yeah. music or, and or somebody and reading the poems and there's cats. Yes. Like real cats, not people as cats. And like a hundred of them so that like each seat in this theater can have a cat. With a cat. That's good. Yes. When you can buy your ticket, like, oh, I would really like a Maine Coon. They go, ah, the first four rows of the mezzanine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm like, oh, I'd like a munchkin cat, please. And they're like, oh, you got to be in that orchestra. That's that's, that's money. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll pay it. I just love they have such tiny feet. That's right. That's right, orchestra. (laughs) Yeah. But I watched the movie the other day and because I wanted to torture myself. Why? We're already in a pandemic and we weren't sure Biden was going to win. It was just to feel something. Something other than dread, but, but then but it was just more dread. Feel dread, of dread. It's just a different type of, of pain. Do you know why I wanted to watch it? Honestly, okay. I wanted to see Taylor Swift as a cat because I feel like that's her ultimate dream, and I wanted to experience it. You know, is it what is it a Coca Cola ad where she's just sitting on the couch with a Coca Cola and there's like a thousand cats roaming around her? I'm not. I don't know. You haven't seen that? No. That's, yeah, she literally, I, I, she would be the one, we should ask her to fund our production oh, of Cats. Of Cats. Yeah. And yes. she can, she can she read the poetry. It can just, well, she, she doesn't even have to be there. We'll just record her reading the poetry. Ooh, yeah. poetry mm-hmm. And then we can have people on the stage, like pretending to be her in backlight. Oh, it'll be beautiful. Oh, we just need like a white sheet. And oh, people shadows. standing behind it. How cool. You know what? Shadows. Puppets. 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 We're doing puppets. <laughs> Just a singular puppet. It. And that's I it. Can, I can staff people to do it. We're the five Taylor days Swift week. puppet. Yes, I love it. So we've got a Taylor Swift shadow puppet and cats. Yeah. This is genius. And 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 musical music. <laughs> How do we pitch this? Who who do we know on the Broadway? Um I mean, I, I only know. know performers. I don't know Same. anybody. Same. Taylor anybody. Swift has a lot of, of pull, though. She has anywhere, a lot of pull. We so. just need to find someone that knows Taylor Swift so we can get this off the ground. I feel like that can't be that hard. I don't think so. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have to do it. a Taylor Swift episode to draw her attention and then tell her, tag oh, her. Also, go listen to, we'll our, listen musical to our musicals one. one. <laughs> <laughs> we mention you because you were in the movie Cats. You and were the we, only good we part like of that you. movie. 
You know, I didn't see it, so I can't attest to that personally. I feel she was the only good part of that movie. Then I, I probably agree with you. Yeah. Her, and Judy Dench was okay too. There's just one creepy moment where Judy Dench, like, it's Judy Dench the cat, not actual Judy Dench. So Judy Dench the cat, like, shoots her leg up in a 90 degree angle because she's excited and it That's freaks terrifying. me out because yeah. I'm like, Judy, Dame Judy Dench would never. Would she never. would never. It weirds me out. Anyway. Never. Uh, <laughs> terrifying. Um, I do want to say, going back to Phantom, the time when I saw it in New York, I. It was the most perfect performance I've ever seen of uh, like anything uh, of like a classic musical. I'll put, I'll, I'll, I'll lump it into the classics. Um, but like, yeah, it was the, the Phantom, I guess he's been doing it for years. Like he's from some European country and he's phenomenal. Like he was amazing. The, he, his voice never like, it was the cleanest voice I've ever heard a phantom have. Uh, and I grew up with Michael Crawford. So like, that's that, pretty uh, that's hard. Good, to, yeah. It's hard to compete with. Um, yep. But yeah, this, this dude's voice, I wish I knew his name. Uh, he had the cleanest voice. Like it was beautiful. He hit every note, except there was one moment I was pissed. We went on a Wednesday afternoon matinee and the whole, the whole Did you get the standby. The, no, it was the main guy. It okay, was all the main cast. There was no, there was no alternates, but, um, but the whole cast was on it. This phantom was killing it. And then some assholes phone went off <gasps> in the middle of like, uh, no, in the no, middle no, of like no. a power moment. And like, and it was right. Oh, it was right during the music of the, no. you know, where it's like really quiet, but powerful. Yeah. It was like, let me hear the music of the, and, I, and, I, and, I, and he went, he went, no, because oh. he, he got thrown off. And because so we, because like, literally all of us were in it. We were like in it, like with him. We were there, and and then that phone went off and it threw him off. And that was the only time his voice wavered. So and I was sad. like, I was like, one asshole, get out of the theater right now. I will. And then number two, I was like, I completely a hundred percent forgive you, Mister Phantom. You that you recovered and it was beautiful and you stole my heart i wish you would have won like i I wish you would have won in the end of this movie or musical but you didn't because that's how it goes but is it i i don't know because (laughs) i I was asleep yeah well i mean there is a there is a sequel love never dies but i have not seen that so i don't actually know what happens but from what i hear the phantom doesn't die i mean he comes back and they they like have a a baby or something it could be a new phantom yeah, I just don't like it. I don't want to see the sequel. I don't want to see the sequel. I for okay. sure don't want to see the sequel. <laughs> no. Okay. Are we are we going to transition out of classic musicals to well, let's, more modern? Let's or are you going to stay here? Quote unquote classic for a moment. I like that classic is 80s. <laughs> okay. I'll go, I'll, I'm going to touch on a chorus line for a second. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then I have a really good segue. Good. So, A Chorus Line is my favorite uh, musical. I played that in band. That's fantastic. We played. <laughs> I'm that's, so glad. That's how I know it. So we played a we played a medley of it in in my in high school band. Have you seen the the show at all? No, 
spoiler alert, no, because no one does it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So the chorus line is about a bunch of dancers auditioning to be in the chorus line of a new musical. Mm-hmm. And it, the, when it's done as a play, there's, Absolutely nothing on stage. It's just a black stage and the back is a wall of mirrors, much like if you were in an audition space. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, some gym bags laying around on the side if you want. Look at no that. costume changes until like the finale. You know, everybody's just in their, you know, gym like audition gear. Is it always 80s audition gear with like the high cut thighs and the yes. like? Oh, so uh, good. 100% as it That's should great. be. That's great. Um, and it manages to be so engaging and fantastic and every, like all the important people get their own song or like a few of them on a song, just talking about like what dance and performance and music like has done to them in their lives. Because the person auditioning them is like, yes, you people that I kept can all do the combination that I taught, uh, but I want to know about you as people. Mm. And it's so freaking powerful. I would pay literal money for the existence of the filmed movie version of it to be demolished. And not just that, but like removed from everyone's memory because it's a very painful experience. I think that's the only thing I remember. Like, I know I I know the visuals of the film. Okay, I've never seen it, though. I just, just, just I forget you forget you looked at it forget you know anything <laughs> about it it's it's widely known as the absolute worst you know translation to musical because they're in like an actual place yeah. and the, the biggest problem with that is that it it draws you from the characters the show is entirely about the characters because there is no freaking set it's nothingness it's it is mirrors. just the characters it's a reflection of themselves exactly. if you will. Exactly. And they're looking at these reflections of themselves and thinking about them and learning like from each other and everything and finding who they really are. Mm. And yeah. So best freaking show. If anyone ever does it, I've seen anytime anyone does a production of it. Like I literally went to a, uh, I think it was like a middle school that I don't know anyone at to see a children's production of it where they have to censor a, a one specific song and a, a couple things. But, um, but just because the show itself, like it doesn't matter who's doing it and who's, you know, in the show or what level of skill or talent they have. It's always good. Wow. So any production you see anywhere, go see it. Okay. If it ever comes, I'll, I'll go watch it. Yeah, I've, I'm on the lookout. It was supposed to be, well, it was supposed to be. Somebody, I think it was someone in uh, in like Pasadena was supposed to be doing it uh, earlier this year, but COVID. Yeah, I feel like Pasadena, a lot of like smaller productions of like... Anything. Musical, well, musicals or even just plays that like don't really get a lot of attention or haven't been done in a while. They, I don't know why, but Pasadena always does them. I agree. Yeah. It's because it's, it's an old school town. Right near yeah. LA, where all yep. of, where it's if, very new. if they have like if they're an LA person, they're like, I just want to go do like a small theater thing, and they're like, I'll just go to Pasadena. <laughs> uh, I guess Pasadena's where we're going. Yeah, why not? Oi. Okay, so the good transition here is uh, a an old, very old, much much earlier than the eighties musical, uh, Oklahoma. Mm. 
when I have not seen. Okay. So have you seen even the movie at all? Parts of it. Okay. The movie's great. I think Um, I had to watch parts of it for my film classes. One of my film classes. That would make sense. So the film, it was filmed on two different formats. Um, so currently you can get like the DVD set and, and if you do watch the, the Todd AO format, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's better. It's very good. Um, so the whole movie's filmed twice and like it, the different versions you can see they're at like slightly different angles for every shot. Huh. Cause it was, all, I think I'm like pretty sure they did it all at the same time. Yeah. They're probably two different types of cameras. Yeah, exactly. But actually, no, because some of the things are acted so differently. Oh, because they did the Todd A.O. version first. Mm. So it's like the real organic one. And then the other filming is not uh, as well performed. I mean, it's still great. It's the one I was raised on. But now that they retouched the Todd A.O. version, that's the one to watch. Mm. So Oklahoma is an absolute just classic musical. Even if you haven't seen it, you've heard of it. Um, they, they're currently, I suppose, or at least before the pandemic was running at, um, circle in the square theater in New York. Uh, there is an updated version of Oklahoma running Hmm. and it is supposed to go on tour like at the end of this year or next year or something, which of course isn't going to happen, but (laughs) of course that means uh, next year or the year after. (laughs) 2025. <laughs> Whenever oh. it may be, the new adaptation is, it reads like an entirely new play. Oh, wow. It is so interesting and so good. And it absolutely blew me away of like this whole new take on one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. my favorite classic shows anyway. Um and so it, I feel like it did such a good job of bringing like the classic theater elements and using what theater now, like you said, modern theater, it is very different. Mm-hmm. And the songs from this show are not modern theater. They're very old mm-hmm. style. And they they updated even a little bit some of the, the songs, but mostly it's the staging and the costuming. They're wearing, uh, you know, Lori, who uh, is the, the woman, she... Um, is wearing you know farm dresses in the in the you know in the movie and like yeah. in the, I've seen a production on Broadway of the like you know just original classic version yeah and the costumes it, are always like always super over the top and like frill like really big shoulders stuff exactly. and like yeah they always like get awards because they're pretty yes so in this new version the Lori that I saw not only was she black woman. Good. But she was wearing a, I think it was like a purple flannel and jeans. Cute. It was great because it doesn't, it, it, it literally is saying like, we're going to focus on other things than the costumes. And we're going to just be like, look, a modern costume, anyone could be wearing, anyone on a farm could be wearing a flannel and, and jeans. Yeah. But we're going to show you this character through a different way now. That's good. Really good. Um. So when that comes around. See that. <laughs> so on to modern musicals. Sure. Um, one I do want to mention is um, one. I just remembered it right now. Like one musical that I absolutely love and I'll always watch it. Like when it comes on TV and stuff like that, singing in the rain. Like I love, I, a I, I miss, I miss old Hollywood 
musicals. Like, cause there's, there's musical, there's Hollywood musicals and stage musicals, which like, obviously stage musicals were probably, I don't even know if they were first. I don't know who came first, chicken or the egg, because like the Amber, Hollywood you ones. understand that theater existed centuries prior to film, right? But musicals? Yeah. Even musicals? Yeah. I'm really? pretty positive. Cause I know like there were comedies and tragedies and like dramas and stuff and like that, but like, there's with, always singing. Okay. Um, but like with the old Hollywood ones is like people aren't like that anymore. I feel like They're in not, Hollywood. Like that classy anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, but like that's the main reason I absolutely hate La La Land is because there's like it it wanted to be an old Hollywood musical, but it wasn't failed. <laughs> Miserably, yeah. even though it wanted to like pay homage and everything, it's like no, just stop, just do sh- not do sit not down. sit down, go away. It's funny, yeah, but yeah, I just I, I one I just wanted to mention was singing in the rain because like going back all that that way, like I love that one too. You know, <laughs> so and what what dancer or singer performer exists that isn't influenced by that film? Right? Yeah, Ugh, so good. It's just it's it's that kind of show. Yes. Okay, now we can go to modern. Okay. Modern it is. <laughs> You're like, um, turns pages, flips pages. <laughs> modern. Did you see, Amber, the uh, the Frozen musical? <sighs> I saw it here. I saw it I in saw California. It I saw it at the Pantages. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw I, it three times. Yeah? I yeah. liked it more than I thought I would. I was so surprised. I thought it was going to be just like, eh, whatever. And it blew me away. Yeah. And I, I like, I'm sad because I wish I would have seen it on Broadway because I was there when it was there and I could have gotten tickets, but I didn't. We, like, we ran out of time. When it, to, to give some context to everyone, where we work uh, gave us all a frozen overload Mm-hmm. Over uh, the course of a, a couple, about two years, that yep. didn't even start to go back to normal until pretty recently, still. Yeah. So, anytime, it, if it's a trigger word, oh, frozen, <laughs> it was yes, exactly. I, you couldn't have paid me to go see it. It was quite triggering. Yeah. And, and I think that came, it was, it was around the time where I was still very triggered, very triggered. Really? I loved I, Frozen when it first came out and then see, it just was ruined. It's funny. Cause like, um, talking shop a little bit, but like, um, when, before the movie came out, the characters were already in the park. So like mm-hmm. I had been working with them for a few weeks before the movie came out. And then after the movie came out, that's when everything exploded. So like the people that got to meet them before the movie came out, like got this like really special intimate, like meeting with them. That was actually how it was supposed to run. And then after the movie came out and everybody realized that they absolutely loved it, our line jumped to five to six hours. And so it became a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And so it was just, it was just very triggering. And then Disney was like, what money? Let's make everything frozen. Yes. No, they Disneyland said, let's cancel four shows and open them all again as frozen, as frozen. shows in yep. a month. Yep. And my department has never worked so hard. <laughs> and we all, it got to a point where it was like, if I ever hear Let It Go again, I'm going I will to die. Probably commit suicide. Yeah. 
But then like, it started to come down. When the trailer for the Frozen 2 movie came out, I was like, I hate how good this looks. Yeah, same. And, and now, it's, it's, now it's literally my favorite Disney movie. It's, it's, it's absolutely top five. Which, um, <laughs> slight tangent, uh, if you like Frozen 2, do not watch the making of Frozen 2 documentary on Disney+. Plus. Based do on what not, you were posting, yeah. Do not watch it. It will ruin... It will ruin your experience. I, I read a little bit of what you wrote and I was like, yeah, I'm going to pretend this isn't the truth. It's yeah. So just let's, don't. Yeah. We'll it put makes that in the box with uh, the <laughs> chorus line movie. It makes a lot of sense and it, it explains a lot of Disney, but like, we don't want to know it. I don't want, I didn't want to know it on frozen Two. One of, one of not, if not my favorite Disney film. <laughs> Like, I don't want to know it. Let's have them do it for cats instead. <laughs> Let's have them do it for the Disney it's film adaptation of cats. Yep. Um, yeah. I, oh, man. So the Frozen Ooh, musical. Frozen. The music, the new songs are all good. Yes. Every new element is good. The fact that they got rid of the trolls and replaced them with these mythical tail-wielding beings. I loved that. Loved them and I it gave them, them gave them an actual style of song in the beginning and a, a feeling of of culture. Yeah, made them really much more interesting. Yeah, like, even the fucking great. the fucking let it go. The way the last you know sixteen. Uh, you know, counts are sung very differently. Mm-hmm. And even that was enough to make me start listening to that version of it over and over. Yeah. It was great. The even like the costume change, like everything was good. Oh, like the that, are good. so good. <laughs> the Elsa uh, ice dress transformation. Love a quick change. <laughs> Love a quick change. Uh-huh. You want to talk about quick change while we're on the subject of Disney stuff. I saw Cinderella on Broadway when it when it was oh, there same. yeah yeah i saw it with um here we go i saw it with carly ray jepson as cinderella oh, okay. and no i didn't see that, that and fran drescher as the evil stepmom and it was phenomenal like it was so good carly ray jepson is so talented and so charming i love her like i i will i will download all of her music she's great like she's wonderful. And Fran Drescher is just the annoying stepmom. <laughs> just, just whining everywhere. I was like, oh, this is great. Like she wasn't the best, but she like it was very fun to have her there. Um, but there there are so many quick changes in that show, and they're so cool. Like there's one where like Cinderella literally, I think it's the ball gown change. She literally like runs over to the side of the stage and like cries for three seconds and then like spins <laughs> and she's like in a ball gown. And I'm like, how the wow. fuck did you do that? How? Like, it's so cool. Yeah, I love a quick change. I just wanted to go off on that tangent a little bit because no, I really I, enjoyed that performance. I, I watch shows like America's Got Talent just waiting for the quick change artists. Those are my absolute favorite. Yes. When they throw confetti in the air and it falls and they're in a different outfit, I'm like, stop. That's literal magic. I they can't. literally throw glitter in the air and then their their outfit is made of the same glitter. Like, I'm just it's, like, how? How magic. did it, how did it no. stick to your body? Because that's what you did. Magic. I know that's what you did. Yes, <laughs> magic. Yes. But yeah, no, the Frozen the Frozen musical is very good. Even even the touring version, which, you know, they couldn't have done like all the things that they probably did at the Broadway theater, but like it's still good. And the they did write uh instead of the reprise of that one song for when 
Anna finds Elsa at her ice castle. Um, Which is my favorite song in that movie. In the movie, but they still, they've made it, they somehow said, we're going to write this other song for the tour and use it, and it's going to be better than the best song in the movie. Yeah. And I said, well, you're right. What the heck? <laughs> why? Why are you like this? Yep. Um, so I can't lose you. Is Ugh. is Anastasia a Disney one? Or is that... Anastasia so- is not Disney and it was so, so bad. It's so bad. I hated <laughs> That's it. What I was going to say. I was going to be like... Yes. I did right with the use of, of uh, like screens. screens. What Anastasia... Did not. Watched. Yeah. I hated Anastasia. It was don't go see Anastasia. Yeah, don't go see Anastasia. The girl ever. didn't even belt the high note in the dang song. She used her freaking head voice. The, her mix. Um, I, know, I was like, excuse me. The <laughs> after we came out of that, like so many people were like, oh my god, it was so good. And I was like, did we watch the same show? Like, you did, did we? We didn't. No. I, I watched it from a different eye that you did. Yep. And and I I I was talking to my husband. I was just like, I was like. Who who choreographed this? Because literally the only thing they know how to do is stand in the middle of the stage and sing. Yeah. Like that's all they did. Like they or like Which walk around the back of the stage. For some things. Yeah. But, but not when no. we don't care at all. I did but, like their use oh, of the train in Anastasia. The train was fun. But that's just one set piece. Yeah. That of so, a whole two hour musical. It's a two hours. Oh God, it was really not good. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I'll always go in for the second act of something, even if it was the literal worst. So. Yeah, me too. I'll always finish it. Same. Unless it's like, unless it actively makes me uncomfortable. Like if there was sure. a, if there was a human centipede um, parts one and two musical, I probably wouldn't go see it. You could like, not pay me any amount of money <laughs> unless performing in it is like, I don't know, like a whole bunch of people who are for sure dead and therefore not in it, you know? (laughs) Yes. But like if I were to go in and someone was like, oh, come with me to this musical. And like I found out it was that and I sat through the first act and I would be like, no, I don't want to do the second act. That's what I would prefer. And I would say, okay, thank you. And I'd go pee and not come back. (laughs) And take the car and leave the other person that brought you. Lift. Let's... I don't know if you're you're going to transition to something else, but um, one thing that I do want to talk about is um, obviously Hamilton, sure. because I absolutely love what they did during this pandemic. Is the fact that like a lot of because it was supposed it was literally supposed to be in L.A. performing, like they were mm-hmm. supposed to be. Right I was supposed to see it. I had to reschedule my tickets three times, and I still I don't. I don't no, think I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know if I rescheduled tickets or not. Mm-hmm. I'm l- honestly not sure. I might've just gotten a refund, but, um, but I love that they were like, Hey, we know so many of you are supposed to see it this year. And we know that we recorded the original. We Broadway cast. Yep. We're just going to release that a year and a half early for you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and actually Disney said, and we're going to spend like $7 million to yeah. get it. Yeah. It was great. Like I've watched that. Like I haven't watched it in a while, but like when it came out, I was literally watching it every day. Like I watched it, I believe for the first two weeks that it was out every single day. Okay. So when they announced the date, they said July 3rd or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Was it July 3rd? It's something like that. Yeah. Third. Uh, I forget what it was, but when they released the date of it, 
uh, yeah, July 3rd. The, um, I, so my, my second job, I do some, uh, creative stuff. Um, but, uh, it involves watching a lot of movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, owned and, and, um, streamed and such by Disney. So when they announced the date, I, uh, messaged the woman who does the assignments mm-hmm. and I said, the Hamilton filming goes up on Disney plus on July 3rd, whenever it shows up on our list, I would like it. Please. <laughs> that is mine. I call that it the dibs. <laughs> so I got, not only did I watch it like every day forever, yeah, but because there's so much going on and there's so much that I had uh, like data I had to take from it. Yeah. I watched it multiple times and got paid to do so. The dream. So the true winner here is me. And <laughs> I Maddie. And acknowledge that and I am beyond grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I loved because I I've I had seen it twice, I think, in the theater. Or the, I, saw, the I saw it once only. I think I saw it twice. I'm really not sure. I have the worst memory ever. But I think I saw it twice on stage. And okay. um and being able to rewatch it like in my home with close-ups and stuff like that. Like, even though I love watching it on stage from the back of the balcony, it's fine. Um, I just watching it on the TV was so much better because like I could actually rewind. I could look at people other than the person that I'm supposed to be looking at. Like I could actually look at the background um, and I could see like, which dancer does what part and like I like because that's what I love to watch is like especially in really good dance musicals like where there's you gotta watch each person really good chorus yeah I want to like I want to watch every person because I know they're all important and I want to do that I want to give them their moments the the choreographers deserve that god it's so the choreography in this is so incredibly difficult and so good like it's so good so yeah. Hamilton, when I, I first saw it, I, I said, I'm not going to listen to the music at all beforehand. I'm going to go into this blind. That's what I did, too. <laughs> and I went with my mom and my dad and uh, my sister. I believe we all went together mm-hmm. um, to see it up in San Francisco. Um, so not on Broadway, but, you know, it's it's fine. No offense, Lin-Manuel Miranda, but you are not a good It's not a good performer. singer not a good singer he, he's not his creative mind is beyond compare brilliant but i much prefer other people as hamilton himself mm-hmm. so i was not upset it was good i did this thing that my mom suggested that i guess she and my sister had done when they saw it in new york get the assisted listening device Ooh. So it's a uh, little headset and you put the, the, you know, two little speakers in your ears and face the sensor at the stage. And for the Hamilton uh, purposes, you can understand what they're saying. You can understand every word they're saying. So anyone who hasn't seen it and goes to see it when theater opens up, 
I suggest finding out if the theater you're seeing it has a good assisted listening uh, system. And if they do use that. Unless you've memorized all of the songs already. But I, which, I, of course, I had not You don't really, you already know what they're saying, but that's cool. Is it just, is it, is it like a recording of it or does, is no, it like their mics feeding into your ear? Their mics feeding into your ear. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. It's, it's the generic mix. Um, so it's, it's mixed. The level is perfect of everything. And it's literally wonderful. And it's for people, you know, with, with hearing problems, you can turn it up very loud. Um, I imagine even, uh, deaf people might like to wear them when they're watching the interpreter, because they're, if you can put them so loud, you're going to feel feel not just like slightly in your feet, the, you know, vibrations of the theater, but you can have the vibrations in your ear. Yeah, no, that's cool. They also have that they can like have it. Uh, there's like translated versions, you know, into other languages. Mm-hmm. But you know, in English, be sure to bring a current uh, ID because you have to like leave it there when you yeah. take the thing. But it's free and it will help you. And you know what? Use this for every show if you want. Speaking of um, the mixing, uh, there was a. I think you can find it online. There's a like little featurette kind of thing or it might be on the disney plus thing um there's a featurette where they um talked to i believe it was the sound mixing guy he ran, he runs the board with all the mics at the pantages okay and he said he'd been do, he had been doing it for like he'd been running soundboards for years and stuff like that and he says that this is this was like the most intense soundboard stuff because like it's like super choreographed and everything because like no the only time that people's mics are on are when there's when it's their line and it's going back and forth between words sometimes and so it's like they're literally it's like it looked like he was like playing a like a a weird kind of piano (laughs) like when he was doing it it was so cool and he said he actually had to basically like apprentice to be able to do I it. Like he had to go learn it and watch this, like whoever did it before for like a long time before he could actually do it. And he said like it, it, when he first started to do it, it was like so stressful because like, he was like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. But then he didn't. And like now that guy, he's got like this big beard and everything. Like he's, he's so like, it's amazing. Like the sound mixing that he did because it, like it, it's hard. It's These people, already hard without <laughs> having to switch between 75 people every two seconds. Yeah. And especially with like the fast rapping and stuff like that. It's yeah. like one person saying one word and then the next person on the next beat is saying another word. And now you have to memorize what, where their level is on that slider and what number slider they are. <laughs> like that's, ugh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a skill. And that's why these people should be getting paid lots of money so much for more. in this arts. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, whatever that word is that I'm looking for. <laughs> the theater. What the hell am I? What word am I looking for, Amber? I don't know. Uh, you know, like a like a work environment, like a workspace type of work. Leave me alone. I want to go home. <laughs> I am home. Where would I be? There's a pandemic. <laughs> a pandemic. Um, the people that work in the theater? Leave me alone. That is not <laughs> No, we're moving on. So <laughs> Hamilton, right? So I saw it. And my, my, my first instinct, of course, was like, wow, this music is beyond compare. Yeah. I would listen to the soundtrack over and over. And I learned it. 
you know, three days after I saw it, someone was mm-hmm. playing it at work and I was singing along and they're like, yeah, when did you see it? I'm like three days ago. And they're like, how do you know it already? And I'm like, well, cause it's good. You're like, because I'm obsessed. Uh, don't <laughs> I you understand that. life. Have you met me? <laughs> that being said, um, storyline wise, there's a lot uh, of issues. Yeah. There's a lot missing. There's no real overarching storyline until the last 20 minutes. It's just a life. It's and I don't feel bad spoiling it because we all went to, you know, fourth grade theoretically. That's right. We all saw the peanut butter commercial. All saw the the milk commercial. (gasps) We did. You're right. Yeah. We all know. Wow, we do. (laughs) We all know what happens. Nothing really happens until Alexander Hamilton's son Philip dies. In act and then at the end of act two and then there's a storyline for the rest of the show that being said i though i don't think it's as spec freakantacular as everybody does Mm -hmm. the music is as spectacular as anybody thinks and And the choreography the choreography the staging the costumes beautiful yeah everything well because even even the story like um Lin-Manuel Miranda's even said he's like it's not accurate like he's like he's like I read a book and then I put it into a musical like he's he like none um what is it better the three the three friends um uh, Lafayette Lawrence and um Mulligan they they did like they didn't know each other they were all at different like, points you know, in you know, Hamilton's yes. life. So yes. like he, he was like, well, I, I, I can't fit all these different moments in his life separately. So I'm just going to put them all together and say they happened all at the same time. Like that's not historically accurate that these three, that these four guys met in a tavern and now they're best friends. Like that's not an actual thing that happened like and stuff like no. that. And like every, uh, the, the beats that happen. Yeah. Those are probably, they happened in Hamilton's life. Who knows many, if they happened in that of order? Are, are accurate. What? Many of them are accurate. Yeah, but like but I, f- I, f- I feel like because Act One is is basically Hamilton finding himself and growing up and trying to establish himself as like somebody who's reputable that wants to help this nation, this new, this brand new baby nation out. And so that's like the first act, and then the second act is his life. So I mean, you could say that the second act is what has the storyline to it because he's finally established. So now he can actually do something, but, and that's what I like, like you saying that it doesn't have a story, like an overarching story. I feel like the overarching story is his, his, his birth to death. Like that's, it's his life to to create this legacy to leave behind. Yeah. And, um, I, I forget where I heard this or saw this or what, like, who knows? Um, I consume so much media. It's not even funny. Uh, but the fact that the show is named Hamilton, it's not mm-hmm. named Alexander Hamilton. The fact that it's named just Hamilton is like... No, it's Eliza's it's, show. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, ultimately it's Eliza is like the the main person, especially at the end of the movie, at the, at the end of the show. Because like the fact that Hamilton comes into her life then changes her whole life course, you know, like... <laughs> And all that stuff too. So it's not just about Alexander; it's also about Eliza. So a lot of people always lose fact, lose sight that um, it's just Alexander's story, but it's not. It's, it's not. It's it's also I would say equally Eliza's story. Um. I yeah 
Yes, absolutely. And I, 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 I have argument for why Eliza's story is equal. I have, um, though, uh, professional uh, um, knowledge that puts it as slightly less mm-hmm. based on a few things. But well, I mean, she has less lines. <laughs> sure. But what is less that songs. matter? What does that really matter? <laughs> So what you said about, you know, the first act being about him finding himself and the second act is like doing things with what he has found in himself. To me, what the show is, is about what, what Alexander Hamilton's storyline at least is about is him trying to convince himself that this Aaron Burr person is his enemy. Mm hmm. And the villain. And then the second act is him proving to us that he is the villain and that Aaron Burr is not at all and pretty much never did anything wrong. Yeah. To me. I think that Alexander Hamilton is one of my most disliked characters. In the show? Yes. Oh, no doubt in the show, but like in many shows. (laughs) He's a horrible, horrible person that brings like chaos and ruin to the lives of everyone he touches. Mm -hmm, Pretty much. And I think the show did a great job of showing that. And I love the song in the end when Aaron Burr literally says like, so I'm the villain in your history. Yeah. And to me, it's like, was this entire show written to exonerate him? Like, honestly, it, it, cause the only thing that you learn is literally what's in the milk commercial. Like, who shot Alexander Hamilton? Amber, Amber, like that's, we all know that that classic that classic commercial that Leslie, I think it was Leslie Odom Jr. actually recreated, and it was great. Um, but like that's the only thing he's remembered for. But he like he did so much to establish this nation, and like yeah, he he got an education. He got like everything in Hamilton is accurate that he did wanted to do, but he did it first. Yeah. And he did it without tearing other people down. Yeah. And -hmm. I think the, I mean, the turning point for it is like for the whole thing is that, um, and I'm not a historian. I don't know things. So (laughs) who knows if this is accurate, but I'm going to assume it is because media is telling me it is, um, is when Aaron Burr decides to challenge, um, Hamilton's father-in-law's seat, Senate seat. Like that's, that's literally the turning point in the movie or I keep saying movie cause I watch it here so much yeah. um, in the musical, like that's the turning point. So that's, that's like that's a normal him thing. Finally making a, a choice for himself. Yeah. It's and him, doing something. him going for something, which is what Alexander Hamilton has been yelling at him about. He's like, bitch, make a choice. Bitch, make a choice. Bitch, make a choice. like, no, not that. And it's like, dude, make a freaking choice. Yeah. And then he did. And then mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton's like, no, not that choice. That's it's like, yeah. it's like, that's such a, it's such a political thing. Politician thing to say is like, do better, do better, do better. No, not that way. Not that way. My so way. Annoying. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so I, I feel like a lot of this, because even though Lin-Manuel Miranda says he sees a lot of himself in Alexander because I, I, of, because no, of like, not because then he is a bad person. <laughs> Well, I think it's mainly the immigration and like, sure. like all that working hard and everything. But I think I, I want to say he actually sees a lot of himself in Aaron Burr too, towards the end. How can you not? Yeah. How, honestly, how can yeah. you not? Because um, 
Burr is the he's the narrator. Like he's you it could be argued that he's the main character. The other main character is Aaron Burr. Yeah. Like yes. yeah, he's 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 the foil, but he's I, I don't know. Like, is he the foil or is Alexander the foil? Like who I don't know who the main character is because also this is Eliza telling the story. If you if you follow like that end well, part, it's, like it's it's Aaron Burr telling the story and then passing it off to, off to Eliza. Eliza. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he has to run away. Yep. <laughs> he has to. He has to go in, into hiding. In real life, he he came back to New York. Yeah. Um, and served his term as as vice president and such. And you know, uh yeah, the thing people don't even realize he was our vice president. Literally. <laughs> like, literally like, second know? highest office in the in the United States. Like he was there. Which is why I think because you know, people know the name Aaron Burr mm-hmm. and people know the name Alexander Hamilton, but no one knows anything about him, which is why Lynn Manuel Miranda wanted to do this show. Yeah. But I think that when he started researching it, what he found is like not at all what he wanted to find. And he had to be like, damn it, how do I make this asshole look like a hero? Yeah. And and instead he kind of said, well, we're going to make him look like he thinks he's the hero. Which uh-huh. which makes sense because that, because you never write yourself as the villain. You always write yourself as the hero. I forget what, there. that was like in a TV show I watched once. It was like, you'll never, nobody ever writes himself as the villain. Like everybody always writes themselves as a hero. Even if they're doing bad things, you think they're that you're the doing hero, them yes. for the good reasons. Hero uh, doesn't mean heroic. No, not at all. It just means that your bias is... <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, one, that, one of my favorite lines in the, in, the, in the musical is, now I'm the villain in your history. Because it, it's like a lot... <sighs> Uh, this is a big thing I have with like a lot of people in especially America is they, they take history books as fact as that yeah, is, I that is no exactly what why. happened. <laughs> Cause that's what we're taught as small children is Absurd. that this history book is fact, but actually history is always written, written by the winner and hit every single book history or not, unless it's a math book it has bias, like Amber. it has a bias. I know I'm preaching there the choir. There okay. are people that dispute mathematics uh, things and so science. Let's, science. Let's not pretend like everybody has this logic. But <laughs> for us folks that, us that normal that, people uh, possess this, yes, you're us intelligent people. Yeah, like, but I mean, that even took me a while to learn like that history books are written by the winner and they are, they'll always spin it to make themselves look better. That's just, Luckily, f- I, I have been a, a contrary my entire life. And so I've, I questioned everything I ever learned. So I was not afflicted with, with this. Everybody um, should be like that. <laughs> it, well, no, it, it's awful. <laughs> let me tell you. Like it's a terrible um, way to live. Everybody hates you. <laughs> That's okay. I don't hate you. Thank you. I enjoy you. Thank you. Yeah. I also like the one thing that like I do enjoy is that Lynn Manuel Miranda put like everything that Hamilton does is a choice. Like he makes a choice. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's very bad at making choices, like I can like it's it was kind it's kind of nice to see someone's downfall because of choices because they made. Choices. But also you can see the downfall of Aaron Burr because of the lack of choices. So it's like, you need to balance 
between like not knowing what to do and knowing a hundred percent and just making choices and committing to it. Like there needs to be a balance. You like, you're going to fail one way or you're going to fail the other way. So you need to figure out how to mix the two. Of like, so everybody's got a little Hamilton and a little, a little Burr. Burr. Yeah, I think but everybody does. Actually, is for us all to be one hundred percent Eliza. Yes, because she's she's Perfect. an icon. She's, yes, she's she deserves said, a special. She stays in a toxic relationship for uh, far too long, and and settles for a man who clearly is not that interested in her as a person. Yeah. Who maybe was, maybe was interested in the beginning and then got married because he's impulsive and makes choices on impulse. And then then she fell in love with him and just kind of had to go with his, his bullshit. Cause she made a promise and society says, Hey, you got married and now you're stuck. You must be there forever. And then the perfect dream occurs and she goes, yeah, y'all, this, this fool took it too far. I'm going to sing the best song ever written, Burn. Yeah. And you're all going to cry for a hundred (laughs) years. And I'm going to use fire on stage. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I'm Pippa. So I'm going to sing it and it's not even going to look like I'm trying, but it's going to be perfect. I'm basically breathing and and it's a song. (laughs) Freaking Philippa Sue. She's so good. Hey, tell her how freaking perfect she is. Ugh. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, can I touch on two musicals quickly? Um, yes. Yes. Oh, you thank you. So, so kind. <laughs> so, you. I'm so gracious. Yeah, I know. Closing I know. comments <laughs> on on the Hamilton. Any closing thoughts? Oh, that was for me. I was I was <laughs> stewing in my in my, in my graciousness. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I I pretty I, I feel like I said a lot. Like. Yeah, I just I, I I love it. I I always try my the one thing I try to do for that musical is uh, I really want to be able to rap Guns and Ships. Oh um, yeah, because I, I can do the first one. Got it. I do the first verse or mm-hmm. stanza, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes I get I can do the last one too. When he says you you got to put some thought into the letter, I can do that one. I'm very yes, good at that yes. one. That's a good one. I think the one that trips me up is. Um, Practical, tactical. I think yes. I always do it backward. Yes, I agree. Which is stupid. But yeah, that's like any anything that um, David sings, like, mm-hmm. give me that. I'm going to send you, I, I, I will give it to you. So I, um, when I was living in San Francisco, I uh, assistant stage managed a show at the Lorraine's, Lorraine Hansberry Theater Company called uh, Fabulation. Ooh. Uh, and that is where I met David Diggs. Oh, you met him. I did. And I stage managed him. This was long before, um, Hamilton, uh, you know, at all. Yes. And I was so proud of him when I saw him, you know, in the, you know, be like, ah, he's nominated for Tony. I was like, yes, boy, I have pictures of you with pink spike tape on your head. Cute. Like, yes, we planned to get married and have a, a child. We even figured out this child's name. Oh, yeah. I I'm wanted sure. Gabriel, but we decided on Damon because his family has a tradition of giving everyone uh, names that start with D. Mm-hmm. That's so there's a little David Diggs fact. I will send to you a video of uh, like rehearsal of the the rap that he did in that show. Yeah, uh, really cool. And you know, no one's up like super rare. 
That's my, I should trade that for bootlegs on the internet. You should. People would be like, oh my God. What is this? And I'm like, hey, where is this? Okay. Um, one thing I'm very excited about that is in similar relation to Hamilton is um, I'm very excited for the um, In the Heights movie. Oh, sure. That's one of Art's favorite musicals. Um, Art's favorite cool. musicals, uh, for those of you, if you want to know. Uh, in the Heights, one of them. Sure. Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, another That's one. Friggin' and, classic. And Once. He loves those three. Really? Once? Once. We saw oh, it um, the first time we went to New York. Once oh. was playing and it was so good. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I, I think they do this. I don't know if it was just the production we saw that was like slightly off Broadway. Um, but it, they had a bar on stage and it was mm -hmm. a working bar yeah my parents uh oh my for God. sure told me about that it's so cool and you can go up in the in during intermission or before the the show and like they had the musicians just playing because like they're the Life. people in the show and you could order a drink if you had cash it was great i was like this is amazing we didn't have That's cash cool. so pissed it's based on the the movie was first, yes, 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 and then the the musical. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, movies of musicals, so I uh, stumbled onto a show on the Broadway, the Broadway, uh, the beginning of twenty nineteen. Um, called The Prom, which is being turned into a... Well, it's it's been turned into a, a film that's going to be on Netflix next month, Ooh. which I'm concerned about. But we will see. I'm very open. I'm being as open-minded as I can. Yeah. So the play, I went into it knowing nothing, which I find strange that nobody told me about this show. I went into it because it was like, ah, that looks fun and sparkly. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be about a uh, a small town in Indiana mm -hmm. and a lesbian student who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom and the school cancels the prom. Wow. Because they don't like the gays. And a group of aging narcissist Broadway performers who want to be in the spotlight again and decide to go help, you know, for social justice. Yeah. Um, it was really awesome. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh, it's great. The, the soundtrack's great. Everyone's great. Mm -hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's going to, it's supposed to be touring like next year. So, you know, who knows whenever, but when it does go see the tour, okay. I'm excited. It's becoming a, a, a movie because the story is so important. Yeah. That being said, when I was a senior in high school, I asked my girlfriend to the prom and she said no, because she did not want to come out to her parents. Oh, so, so this story made so much sense to me. And I don't know why nobody thought to tell me about it. Yeah. I knew nothing about it going. I didn't even know there were, there were teen lesbians, which is like my favorite topic of anything. <laughs> you throw so a lesbian like, in it. Maddie's on board. You throw a teen yeah. lesbian in it. Oh, Maddie will fund it. <laughs> I love the gay youths. <laughs> so yeah. So that's, that's the prom. It is really something special it's it's cheesy and fun like you would think it would be mm -hmm. but there's also really important information in there like a good message 
Yes. And there's really incredible performances. Obviously, um, there's a whole song uh, called Love Thy Neighbor, which is one guy trying to teach all the kids that like the Bible does not say, you know, that gays suck. And ultimately, no matter what you think the Bible says, love thy neighbor is the most freaking important one. So shit together. Yep. That's that's so relevant for, for right now. Exactly. Right. God. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it, 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 it really, I saw it. I ended up seeing it again a couple days later. And then a few months later, they announced it was going to close. Um, and so I went to New York to see it twice and to go on closing day. Wow. It worked out really well with a trip I had already planned with my family to Chicago for, uh, to go to some Cubs games during Mm -hmm. the baseball season and then just flew from Chicago to New York. And it was so great seeing it. It's really, it's a, it's one of those where you can bring a new, like a new musical person who doesn't know much about musicals because it's still fun and upbeat and colorful and a spectacle. Yeah. But it also has a message. That's good. Which leads me to one more, which is my probable, my, my, my favorite. Yes. My favorite new musical next to normal. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I know nothing about it. Okay. So I too knew nothing about it when I went to see it on Broadway many years ago with my friend Spencer. Now, at intermission of this show, Spencer turned to me crying and asked for a, a, a tissue, basically. Um, after the second act, the two of us walked aimlessly around Times Square, uh, unable to feel or, or think or anything. Uh, because it just it, it took every ounce of emotional energy to to watch and be a part and, and and you know just get this play yeah and and we both spent the whole second act like crying and we were just done like I remember walking around Times Square with a cigarette in my mouth like I somehow lit it. But I couldn't, <laughs> don't remember I couldn't how. raise my hands to like take it out. So I was just every breath in and out was was me smoking this cigarette. <laughs> I don't smoke anymore for people who, who are upset about this. But like so next to normal is it's more of a like rock musical. Okay. I've seen um, um I've seen Rock of Ages. <laughs> rock of Ages is miserable and not remotely <laughs> like next to normal, and I hate you. <laughs> For bringing that up <laughs> as something that exists, um, I, I'm I'm canceling <laughs> you just in general. Thank you, but no, you're welcome. So, moving on. <laughs> no, Rock of Ages. I saw a friend uh, in it in in Vegas, and she was very good. And that is my comment on Rock of Ages. My friend also did it in Vegas. Who? Jacob, my friend Jacob. Oh, right. My friend Sheridan. Oh, they probably worked with each other. <laughs> probably. Um, anyway, so Next to Normal is about a family and a woman who has bipolar disorder and it's getting worse. And it just goes into like what happens with her and her family because of her mental illness. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's smart. It's it's well written. It's freaking so 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 good and so emotional. Like what I said about the prom being like fun and sparkly, but with the important like element. Yeah. Next to normal is a metal the stage is metal scaffolding with uh, a psych in the background that changes colors sometimes oh and uh, the people and like that's it there's it's it's again like very little set there's like a line yes but there's like a table you know and mm-hmm. it, it's it focuses so much on the characters and they're all awesome and there's a really big reveal very shortly into it that had Spencer and I like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> um, nobody does this show. At all. Because it's I hard? I don't know why. It's, well, yes. Uh-huh. I mean, how do you do a serious musical? Yeah. But it, it oh my God, Amber, you have no idea. <laughs> So that when it comes to modern musicals, Hades Town is a close second, and and probably prom third. Mm-hmm. But oh, next to normal is a gorgeous work of art. Wow! Yeah, it it was nominated for eleven Tony Awards. Wow! Uh huh, and it won the Pulitzer Prize for drama. Wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, which was the. Uh, uh, yes, it was uh, the eighth musical in history to receive that honor. Dang. Uh-huh. That's crazy. So the 2010 Pulitzer Prize. Yep. Wow. Which says something. <clears throat> oh. I feel like there's so many musicals we didn't even touch on. Wicked is really fun. If you want fun, go see that. Rent That's has very catchy songs. <laughs> okay. R- Rent, <laughs> I love. I saw that when I was 13, when it uh, premiered on the Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I don't why my parents took me to see a show <laughs> about gay people with AIDS, yeah. gay junkies with AIDS when I was that young. But man, did that stick with me. Yeah, it would. My favorite thing about Rent is that right now they're still running around the 20th anniversary tour, which has been going on for like four years, but they wow. still call it the 20th anniversary tour. Next year, they'll just change it to the 25th anniversary tour. They won't. They, I, I don't think they will. It's going to be funny. the 20th until it's the 30th. <laughs> um, I took someone to see Rent who, who did not like it, which should have clued me into this person's character um, but she just like didn't uh, uh connect with anything as a, a more privileged oh. or not not privileged but a, a a white person raised in a christian uh, environment you know, more. <laughs> with a full family parents yeah. and a sibling and education and all of that the um, ideal growing <laughs> up circumstances which everybody knows is not actually ideal because it's just brainwashing and you end up not liking rent which is absurd stupid stupid, right come on that's stupid yeah i just remember like the first time that i saw it because i um i had never seen it until the movie came out and i watched the movie and i was like 
what is this? This is beautiful. And I love this. And this isn't even, I know this isn't even the good version because what the movie did exist. You are are correct. But like, I I knew like, cause it was a movie made off of a musical. I knew that the musical was actually better, but I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the movie. So I'm like, the musical has to be be? exactly. So I was like, dang, I still never seen it live. I would love to, but still never. Oh, well, when the 20th anniversary tour comes back, <laughs> you can. I saw, it, I saw it at the Pantages, the 20th tour. I saw it at the, uh, what's that thing over by the Honda Center? The Grove? No. The Grove. Yeah. Is it the Grove? The That's Grove. where I had my prom. I saw it at somewhere in, in San Diego or maybe, I don't even remember. You just, you just saw it everywhere. You know what? It is the 20th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's limited time. Limited, limited time magic. <laughs> limited time magic. One musical that I really want to just exist is the stupid bombshell from Smash, the TV show. All I want is that musical, like oh the actual God. musical. That's I'm all sorry. I want in life. I literally just saw a clip of that on YouTube last night. What? Smash? The bombshell. The bombshell? Specifically, yes, from Smash. But how funny is that? Yeah. No, I I've I just recently rewatched um Smash on whatever platform it's streaming on service. Yeah, streaming yeah. service. And uh, I forgot how much I absolutely love that first season. Like the first season's really good. And the second season, like you get, you get some good songs too, but like the first season, man, Megan Hilty, just steal my heart. She's, She's so good. Nugget. She's so good. She's like, an absolute literal nugget. And then now I don't know if you can still watch it, but they did, um, I think it was in Chicago. They did a like charity fundraiser night and they had like a, or they had like an orchestra come out and they all came and either sang or sang and danced the numbers from bombshell while, um, while Deborah messing and um, what's his face. He wasn't legally blonde, the musical, the main guy, Sutton Foster's ex-husband. Um, what? I'm with you. I yeah, got you. Um, they like read stuff like from like Marilyn's journals and diaries and stuff. So it was cool. really cool. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, another one of my favorite musicals, Legally Blonde. So good. And also, I, not, I really want to see it, but oh, I, I it's haven't. So it's so good. Um, Bring It On, the musical, very short run. I think it was only in LA. And God, that was good. Bring it on the musical based off of the movie. Bring it on. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. The musical was amazing. Um, There's like actual cheerleading and like, like stunting and stuff like that. That was done on the stage. And like, they threw those girls so high in the air. It was insane. And I believe Lin-Manuel Miranda actually worked on that show as well. So I saw it. I think I saw it at like the Amundsen or something like one of the, like not, major theaters out here but yeah. semi-major yeah i saw it somewhere like la mirada yeah somewhere like it was so good it might have been la mirada it was so good and Can i was I in like you? the back row but i it was every seat was good that was good i just went through a list of the top 50 musicals of the 21st century so far uh-huh. in order you know uh-huh. and it gets down to the bottom three is book of mormon which i agree that's love beyond funny yes um, that's laugh out loud for two and a half hours. If you go into that musical not knowing anything about it, that's what's good. Yes, that's what I did, and, and I my jaw was on the floor 
for like so much of that musical. I went on a, on a so date absurd. with this guy to see it. And I was like, well, best date ever based solely on the activity. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally only saw it because my friend was in it. And, that makes sense. And, and that because he, he originally started on the touring one. And so I saw it when it came to, I believe the Pantages. And then he got a contract um, at Broadway and he'd been, he's been doing that for a couple mm-hmm. years. Um, but yeah, like that was the only reason. And I was like, why didn't anybody tell me this was this good? Like, it's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's so funny. It's so like just ridiculous, but also grounded in reality. Isn't that the best part? Yeah. I mean, comedy comes from truth. <sighs> yes. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. That was number three. So that was three. Number two is Hamilton. Yeah. Which we've, I get. We've talked about that. <laughs> Do you want to know what is number one? Is it fan of the opera? Of course not. <laughs> not only is that not from the 21st century, but it's not that good. Uh, what is it? Number one is next to normal. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is onstageblog.com. It's choice of subject alone is reason to admire next to normal. Too many small scale musicals think even smaller. Uh, Bloody, bloody blah. So it's unsurprising. Those ones disappear fast. But the creative team here poses a potentially. uh, Hold on. Wait, let me skip. Uh, Is it the question is, is it better to feel pain or smother it? And gives it freshness, urgency and emotional integrity. I want to know what number 50 is. Stand by. (laughs) So this is the least best Least one. best oh, musical. If Then. Which one? If, if Then. then okay. With Adina Mandel, who I've avoided in this conversation on account of I cannot stand her. <laughs> her voice is... is you know, Okay, you know in Frozen 2 in the movie when... Mm-hmm. She, she, yes, when he's saying, he's like, somebody's <laughs> out of pitch there. You know, I'm like, yes, you're right. And it's Adina Menzel, not you, like the joke is supposed to be. Boy. I don't mind her when she's good. So when is that? <laughs> Oh, that's so mean. I'm sorry. Um, she's very, she's very talented. Her voice just does not, it, it grates on my ears. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I feel like it's definitely an, a niche voice. And that's the will. same with, with Alice Ripley, who plays the main character in Next to Normal. Mm-hmm. My mom did not like her voice at all. And the rest of us are like, are you crazy? She's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. So, but that being said, Alice Ripley is better than Adina Menzel. And that is my final statement. I will take that here. (laughs) I will take that from you. Good. Ah, well, we're at the one and a half hour mark. This is like I literally haven't even touched on most. We haven't. We haven't even talked about like so many. Um, You know, Dear Evan Hansen, we didn't even talk about I don't know anything about really about that show either except that everybody loves it oh my god amber it's so good i'm poor and i can't go to new york and i can't see these things i'm poor too but i what i've learned over the many years so i was i was a teenager living in new york so i know what the any money that i save i always save it for theater yeah so like I don't do anything else and I don't and if if the play is coming and I don't have the money, I don't care. 
That's what credit cards are for. Exactly. And I'm going to see this show and someone's going to buy tickets for this. And then the next time we all want to see a show, I'll buy the tickets because I'll have money then. Yeah. It never, I went to see shows all the time by myself in New York because it was like, ah, I've got nothing to do this afternoon. I'll go see what has tickets still. See, that's what I like about like when when you go to New York, you can literally do that. You can Mm -hmm. be like, "Mm, I got time right now. Why not? Let's do I it. I got time for uh, dinner. There's a matinee. Just go the grab drink. a slice of cheesecake at that really delicious cheesecake place. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. So good. Uh, yeah. And then oh, I was going to, I was going to mention another one that we didn't mention. And I was forgot. it that boy, the musical? No, I'm not surprised. It wasn't. No one's heard of that. It was but... Spider-Man, the musical and King oh. Kong, the musical. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When you were talking about Audrey 2 before, I thought about I didn't see King Kong, but I, I've heard a lot about how incredible the puppetry was. Art saw it. Art yeah. saw it. Yeah. When he went, he went to New York to um to do like a Sesame Street audition or something like that. Yeah. And um and he saw it and he said the show was terrible. The puppet the was gorgeous. The puppet and the the pu- the puppetry, because it's literally it's acrobats performing this huge puppet because you like these guys are literally jumping all over this puppet to try to get it to move because it's so gigantic and he said it was one of the most gorgeous things he's ever seen like so live theater oh he said it was amazing i remember what i was gonna say i was gonna say um if you ever want to check out a really cute fun soundtrack spongebob the musical has a great soundtrack like bff is always playing in the car with me and art and it's like the stupidest thing because like then there's like a part in the song because it that it goes b f f that stands for us but then there's one part in the song where it goes b f f that stands for we're best friends and this is the friend dance we're best friends and this is the friend dance. Yes. <laughs> and it's, like, it's so funny and like every time it comes on like me and art like yell it in the car oh my god and we're just like we're best friends and this is friend dance and it's like oh my god like it's so intense but like seeing it live on stage like with the original cast was amazing because they were all amazing one plankton is the funniest freaking thing in the world and squidward was magnificent and everybody is so good sandia um but during the bff song because i love that song there's like stupid dancing letters b f and f (laughs) like that's that's the staging is like spongebob and patrick and then a big dancing b a big dancing f and another big dancing f it. in bikini bottom it's great the correct characters got it yes so good yeah um i love I, that that's the first of this year's shows that i had tickets for that then you know got canceled yeah that was the first of, of multiple i really wanted to go see six when it opened in mm-hmm. april yeah didn't get to i wanted to see mean girls i wanted to see mean girls with uh sabrina carpenter yeah I wanted to see Dear Evan Hansen with Jordan Fisher. Yeah. Um, Jordan Fisher. Love him. We could go on. We need to stop. I hate him in Smash <laughs> because you're supposed to. Fair. He's he's talented, but his character, I can't stand him. That's fair. His voice is amazing. Can't stand the character. He's okay. very, you know what? I feel that way about Jordan Fisher in Live and Maddie, the Disney TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Love him, but didn't hate, hate that the character. character. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Okay. Well, 
You're welcome, everybody, for this super long episode where we talked about a couple musicals and didn't get to most of them. <laughs> You're no, welcome. But, but off the top of our heads, things you should see. Dear Evan Hansen. Um, yeah. What else? Like things Next that to normal if you can find it. <laughs> but you won't. Godspeed. Um, I say I say if you can if you can watch SpongeBob, go watch SpongeBob. It's so fun. It's just fun. Okay, SpongeBob's on the list. <laughs> for sure. Um, little shop of horrors. Any anytime, little shop of horrors comes around. And if anybody does a chorus line, go see that. And Oklahoma, if it's updated. Yes, updated Oklahoma and the prom. What you can watch the movie first if you want, but just keep in mind that there is a play, and the play was first, and that many things about the characters in the play were created by and for the original Broadway cast. Okay. So there's a lot of things in the play that's them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I have a friend who's a dancer in the movie, so I'm excited to see her. It's fancy. I have a friend. um, Well, I have my friend who was in Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. And then I also had somebody that I used to work with um, who was in Mean Girls on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Oh, from Disney. From Disney. Yeah. yeah, Devin. I and have four friends right now in various Hamilton casts. Ooh, that's a fun one. And yeah, but uh, whatever you say right now, Amber, it doesn't matter because I stage managed. Uh, stage managed digs, you digs, so I win. Why didn't you ever tell me this? That's what I want to know. Was, this was a decade, over a decade ago. Wow. I should have told you though. I'll, a child. I'll, I'm sorry. A little baby I'll child. You. He was a child. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> I'm was so excited. Baby. I'm very excited. Okay. Well, I feel like we should end it now before we hit the one hour 45 mark. Thank you all. Stay obsessed. Goodbye forever. Yes. Goodbye. Just the end. (laughs) Subscribe. Yeah. And follow and tell people about us. Press all the buttons. Tell everyone about us. Stay obsessed. And we'll get through this eventually together. Might get through this eventually together. God, how good would it be if, like, by the time this actually came out, like the pandemic was under control? If that's the case, everybody, please, like, Instagram message us or something, like, tweet at us or whatever. Just to be like, hi, it happened. Did it? Prophecy. (laughs) Yay, we're smart. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Make sure Goodbye. you stay obsessed. obsessed. Good job, Maddie. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.